Blog Talk Radio. So can you guys hear me? that you are here. What a great, great pay period. We are through one entire pay period in the surge, and the numbers are proving it. We're seeing incredible, incredible surge in the the numbers, and we're going to go over that through the accolades tonight. We've got some very special guests going to share their stories and share what they've been doing through the surge, and then I've got a training for you tonight that I believe uh, can really help you finish this surge strong, and then those that may not even be surging I believe it's going to help you, hopefully going to open your eyes to some thought processes and to some mindsets that are going to help you advance your business. So, got a plate full tonight, got a really good call. I hope that you are ready, hope that you are excited, and I hope that you are you are fired up. So, let's get right started. Let's get into our, our recognition, our champion accolades for October the 7th, this pay period that just, uh, just ended. Now, what we like to do with our accolades is... We like to uh, identify those who are accomplishing great things, but also the basic things that you need to do to grow your business. So there's three really three measuring sticks that are going to be uh, barometers for your business to make sure that it's growing. Uh, one is your 3K, in other words, the amount of volume coming through your your team through your your personal business. The other is going to be your recruiting how many people you're bringing in with a discount uh, in a pay period, and then also your pin advancement. You know, whether you're growing in your pins, which is kind of the ultimate goal, is to grow from silver to gold, ruby and emerald and diamond and beyond. So this is by no means a way to to single out anybody or to, to make people feel bad because you're not on this list. It's a way to encourage you to get on this list. You can do it. What you're going to find is those people whose names – are are on this list tend to uh tend to uh tend to uh they're the ones that are growing they're the ones whose businesses are taking off they're the ones who are their pins are advancing their their numbers are showing up 
and the ones who start out as 3K club, and all of a sudden you're going to see them in a new pin. And then you're going to see rookie bonus winners, earners in their organization, and that's just the way it goes. So, um, so let's talk about this. So 3K club. Now, you know that in order to get in the 3K club recognition page, that you have to have at least $3,000 of volume. And tonight we have a ton of people that were over $3,000 in volume. Let me count it out. We've got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30 people, 30 people team-wide hit 3K. That is great. That is incredible. And so, without further ado, let's talk, let's call them out. 3K Club, so congratulations to all of these people. You're going to hear some names that are on here that you're beginning to get used to hearing because they're the ones that are growing an incredible business. Ralph Maydam, Carol Schell, Dalton Stalka, Casey Collins, Sabrina Wyatt, Blake Edwards, Andrew and Karen Gibbons, Jared Stiegel, Stephanie Parker, Matt Pinnell, Jonathan Spencer, Ian and Jenna Allen. Ian and Jenna Allen. Sorry about that, Ian. Brian Sharp. Brandon Lambert. Diana Jacob. Diane Jacob. Amy Dewey. Joy Christopher. Michelle Pryor. Chris and Summer Humphreys. Richard Sherrill. Brandon and Kristen McNeil. Now, Chris and Summer Humphreys and Brandon and Chris McNeil are Ruby distributors. They're continuing to grow their business. Leah Blue. Brian and Carrie Weller. Karen and Brian Childers. Brett and Kate Whitmore, David and Mary Hughes, Jeff and Katie Farmer, Angie Beerman, Angie McCutcheon, and April Smith. And April Smith topped it off this pay period with $7,700 in volume. So she did an incredible job. Angie was over 6000 Angie Beerman was over 6000 um, Brian and Carrie were over five. Karen and Brian Childress over 5000 Brett and Kate over 5000 David and Mary over five thousand. So not only did they just, did those guys surpass three K, they blew it out of the water above and beyond. So why is three K important? Well, what we say is where product goes, business flows. So three thousand dollars is is what is is a is a great number to prove to show that product is going in the marketplace either by bringing in other business builders or by having product uh, new distributors sign up, get it ordering product and and having great results. So our next is our top recruiters for the page. Uh, in order to earn a rookie bonus, you have to have a, a minimum of three. So in order to get on the top recruiter page, you have to have at least three new distributors in the pay period. And bringing in three people, we don't like to really say, um, you know, say recruiting, but more or less sponsoring. You can't just sign people up. You have to bring them on, mentor them, and show them where to go from there and coach them up. This is not a sign and drive. To have someone sign up for 51 you know, and get a $51 on your volume doesn't really do anything for your business. You really need to continue to coach and mentor them. So our top recruiters, you have to have three. J.J. and Twyla Jacob, Chris and Summer Humphreys, Sabrina Wyatt, Angie McCutcheon. There's a Ruby distributor right there. Britt Gully, Adam Glendine, Jared Stiegel, Brett Simon, and David and Mary Hughes with seven. David and Mary with seven new distributors this pay period. Congratulations to you. Also, David and Mary Hughes are, are, and Jared and Joe Stiegel are our rookie bonus winners for the pay period. So congratulations to you guys, you rookie bonus earners, I should say, because you didn't win anything. You went and earned it. 
So that is a $500 bonus check that Advocare will be sending you that you should be receiving within the next day or two via FedEx to your door, just like your product. Then, our newest pen earners. Congratulations to our newest silver pen earners, Sabrina Wyatt, Krista Beebe, and Brian Sharp. We are super proud of you guys. Silver is the first pin on your way towards diamond. And that is an extra $1,000 a month, a little bit more than that. It's about an extra $13,000 a year. So imagine adding $13,000 to your yearly salary with a Plan B business that's going to give you the opportunity to be Plan A one day. And that's what these guys have done. So congratulations to you three for pinning your silver pin. We also have some new people who qualified this paper, new silvers in qualification, Christina Phillips and April Smith. There's April's name again, over $7,700 uh, in 3K. Well, then there you go. There's your name for silver and uh, qualification for silver. You want to be on the recognition page, not because, you know, not so everybody can see your name, but because it, it signifies you have your your business is thriving and growing. And in gold qualification, Andrew and Karen Gibbons, this couple is relentless and had just been blowing it up. And not only are they in qualification for gold, but JJ and Twyla Jacob, who is under them, are in qualification for three star gold. Now, let me just explain something here. It goes against that that, that kind of puts the whole theory of this is one of those things where everybody at the top makes all the money, and, every, and as it goes down, nobody makes any money. J.J. and Twyla are, are, in the da, are in Andrew and Karen's downline. So you have one couple who qualified for gold, but a couple underneath them qualified for three-star gold. That just shows you the power of what Advocare can be, where three-star gold is a, is a pin above gold, but th both couples, because they're working together, have gone out and accomplished great things. It doesn't, it's not, it, it's neither of them. They're both ecstatic. I know Andrew and Karen are absolutely ecstatic for JJ and Twilight. They wouldn't want it any other way. Because as you grow a business and you grow your team in AdvoCare, the more pins that you have underneath you, the longer lasting residual income that you're building. So I am super proud of you guys. And with that, we have a very special interview I'm going to do with these guys tonight. They are on this call. And first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to bring on uh, Andrew and, and Karen, Andrew and Karen Gibbons. They're, as I said, gold and, qual and qualification for gold. And Andrew, you are, you are unmuted. And what I want you to do is, is, first off, share with us your story. Give us your two-minute story. Uh, those that were successful, they may have seen you guys earn uh, you know, to get to share on the stage. And many of the people on the call weren't, may not have been at success school or at the meeting that night. Give us your story, and then I'm going to come back with some questions. So, Aaron, Andrew, Karen, welcome to the call tonight. Can you hear me okay, Jason? I can hear you. All right. Thanks, buddy. Um, well, um, Advocare found us in October of 2012 uh, during a heavy time of personal adversity in our lives, um, and it found us through our oldest daughter's preschool teacher at the time, um, my wife was and still is a pediatric physical therapist at Vanderbilt Medical, and uh, I was coming off or uh, not far removed from a, from a permanent layoff in, in healthcare sales management and business development, and we were recovering from that uh, and living paycheck to paycheck at that time. Um, 
we were looking for something. We just didn't know what that something was. Uh, after Katie shared her results on products and told us a little more about the company, and then um, Jason came over and shared what the business opportunity had meant to their family, uh, we slept on it and made the decision to go to the highest discount level possible at Advisor. And that was because we knew we both needed to get healthier, but more importantly, we saw the value that Advocare could add to our lives and, and future financially. Um, so we got on product immediately with the 24-day challenge. Karen lost 10 pounds a night inches on her body in 24 days and went from a size 12 to a 6. Uh, in just over 60 days, um, I lost 9 pounds and 8 inches. We both looked at each other like, wow, we have more energy than we've ever had in years. Um, but something amazing started happening at that point, and that was we saw we started to see money in our bank account from simply sharing these products uh, with friends and family. Um, our first check was $54. I remember it well. Um, second, $125, third, $248, and so on. And we were quickly earning what we said we wanted to initially at $500 a month within 90 days into the business. Uh, fast forward to now, in just the last three, four, three to four months, our average income has tripled. Um, and we consistently earn between $1,500 and $2,000 a month. Uh, but, but really, at the end of the day, what is remarkable about this opportunity is it's rapidly allowing us to work toward our goal of being full-time stay-at-home parents by May or June of next year and replacing our income of a combined 30 years of work experience. Um, so we are just extremely blessed to walk hand-in-hand hand with uh, J.J. and Twyla and others, Karen Childers on our team, and, and reach some of those goals. And really appreciate the leadership in doing that. That's awesome. Now, and we have we watched you, your, you know, watched you and Karen grow, and, and of course, to mention Karen and Brian Childers, who are your your upline leaders, they just got they got back from their limits. Karen's a, uh, a great great leader, also helping and, and build the build the team. It proves that everything's a team effort. Nothing an advocate gets done, you know, being being alone. So, so let's bring let's bring it to this to this moment. We started surging last pay period, and uh, this is something that you committed you you and Karen committed to. Talk about what this first half of the surge has been like for you guys and just kind of hit on what you what are some things you've been doing that uh, allowed you to kind of to build the success uh, that you've had this you know in the past three in this pay period the past three weeks um i think the biggest keys for us uh in this surge is, has really just been that we sat down and, and basically recommitted to ourselves uh, of of doing some more things to step out of our comfort zone. And a while back, you know, when we first started, we we knew we had to step out of our comfort zone. This time around, we, we knew that we had to take that to another level. And, and so we were we decided that we were going to, um, if we had to drive, you know, five hours at a time to go do a mixture, that we were going to do stuff like that. And so... Um, we, we found, we, we partnered up, uh, JJ and Twyla, you know, we've been down to Collinsville, Mississippi several times, you know, we've been to East Tennessee and West Tennessee, and, uh, we've committed to, to help to do in not only for ourselves at once every day period, but doing at least two every day period for somebody else. And, uh, and so that's, I think that's been the biggest difference is, is reconnecting to step out of our company. Yeah, I think we're. I hope we're not losing you. Are you still there? Can you hear, Jason? 
Yeah, now I can hear you. Okay. You still there? Okay. Yeah, I'm here. Excellent. So, so now let's let's finish up with this. So, we're we're in the past, um, let's say thirty thirty days. What has where have your numbers gone? How, you know, how have you grown it? How many people are you talking to? And and what's been the biggest shift in your mindset? What's really helped you that you push through and been able to move so move so fast in the past thirty days? Uh, in the past thirty days, our our overrides have have gone up probably another on average a hundred dollars a month. I'd say in the past sixty to ninety days, they've more than tripled. And um, I think that 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 surge that increase has really come from uh, kind of a recommitment to the amount of people that we're talking to uh, individually. We committed to talking to two to three new people uh, a day. And, you know, we didn't always have those days where we would talk to two, three people a day and actually connect with it. But we made the commitment that we were going to um, leave no stone uncovered and, and, and you know, make make calls until we at least connected with that many. Um, you know, we, we've had some, some, some decent pay periods and some great pay periods, but through the not-so-decent ones, we've just managed to keep our head up and realize that, if those numbers stay consistent, then and we partnered up with the people that were the hungriest for change in their lives, that that the numbers would come come about. Right. Well, that's awesome, man. Well, we're we are we're proud of y'all and and proud of the work that you're doing. And what I'm going to do now is I'm going to bring on uh, I'm going to bring on JJ, who is uh, JJ and Twala Jacob, who are there, and I'm going to let him share the story with you and Andrew you stay on the line there too. Uh but I I want you guys to meet JJ and Twala. I've been seeing their names on our web on Facebook group. On obviously you've seen their names pop up uh in the recognition page and it it's a special it, every all of you are special. You're all my kids in, in a sense of advocate, but it's really special for me uh with JJ and Twala uh specifically cuz JJ and I went to college together. And we've known each other for, gosh, I guess it's been 10, 10 plus years, 10, 12 years, uh, maybe longer than that, 15 years. I guess I'm dating ourselves. Um, and just stayed connected. You know, it's a good thing with relationships, but stayed connected. So, J.J., congratulations to you and Twyla. You're both there on, on your success in the past uh, few months. But come on, share with us your story, and then I'm going to do the same. I want to ask you a few questions. So welcome to the call tonight. Yeah. All right, man. Well, thanks, Jason. Um, yeah, my story actually starts quite a ways back, uh, five and a half years ago. And hey, 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 I can you, can you hear me? Out of a, I can hear hey, JJ, you. I think the, the the speaker phone is uh, we can't. You're you're barely coming in. All right, let's try it again. Am I coming through any better? Now, now I can hear you. Now I can hear you. Go ahead. I think it's the speakerphone. Okay. Whenever you try to use speaker, it goes. Okay, I'll take it off. Well, yeah, I mean, our story with Advocate really starts about five and a half. And I was transitioning out of a position of ministry over in Tennessee, and the time was coming, and so I reached out to 
that other people were noticing her results as well. And we stumbled into the business opportunity by accident making a little bit of money. Three months ago, we refocused and we realized if we could make a little bit accidentally, maybe we could build a future intentionally. And so for the last three months, we decided we would intentionally share AdvoCare. We've done so in our first two months of business. Uh, we made over $1,500 a month and have been blessed to move to a pace to where now this month, we got one individual brought on. We've helped uh, more than double the income to make $4,000 this month. The one who makes $4,000 this month. This has kind of turned into now an opportunity for us to open up uh, the dreams that we've had in our heart to go places that we never really saw a uh, a reality of getting there, and now we do. Well, that man, I mean, that's awesome. I, I love the uh, I love the story, and and I'm I'm, you know, it's, as I said, you know, as I told everybody, I told you today, JJ, it's, it's personal to me too to see friends. You know, that was something we want to do is rescue and help people get out of the hole that they they were in for whatever reason. So. So you you hit on the point where uh David and Mary Hughes, they're on your they're on your team. That's seven distributors, earn a rookie bonus. I remember talking doing the three way call with him. Talk about what you've been doing with your new guys as a new guy. You know, what's what is what has the, been the biggest thing you've you've done? You've got Andrew and Karen there who are they're they're for all intents and purposes veterans, but they're still growing their business, who so they've got a leader in Karen Childress helping them, and then I'm kind of helping everybody. It's a team effort. But you being a new guy, having new guys run fast, what is what What have you and Twyla done? Give us a couple, one or two little things that y'all have, y'all have tried to focus on being new, helping new people do the same thing you did. From the moment that I came into this and saw the pursuit of what it could be, by witnessing what you and Angela have known, I knew the sky was the limit, and my personal philosophy from the day one that we started was stick and stay and watch the race. And I mean that was we locked our vision and our why so deep down in our heart that no matter what happened, we were going to stick and stay. And every person that we reached out to, we wanted to kind of approach it like a lingerie. We were going to tell them just enough to get them interested. We were going to leave something to the imagination. And that's allowed us to plug people back into the success system to where we just get them on the phone. We'll be fine. Andrew and Karen. Just try to get one layer of credibility built into our organization. And that simple little system has resulted in building a pretty wide and deep team really quick. Wow. I, I can honestly say I've never heard stick and stay in lingerie. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of impressed. I'm very impressed. And, and, I, and I'll be honest, I'm kind of sad I didn't think of that because that's pretty, that's pretty thinking awesome. Because uh, that's exactly what we do. We, you know, we tell them enough to get them interested, and and leave leave enough to the imagination. So, uh, it's a great analogy. I hope everybody really hears the message behind that. It's um, 
because what we try to do when we communicate, and J.J.'s been in ministry, been a pastor just like I had. He's been a communicator for probably 20 years as well. And so you're always trying to find a way to communicate something to people so that it sticks. And I think if you guys really heard what he just said, stick and stay and lingerie, but what the heart of that is and what that means, I think you could really grab that and run with this next two weeks to finish out this, this surge, whether you're even surging or not, maybe you just got going, you could take off with that and really benefit. So, man, I appreciate the story. I will be down in Mississippi tomorrow night. Andrew and I are driving down in the morning for a big biz off. If you guys are even anywhere near three or four hours away, I recommend you get in the room. It's going to be awesome. We're going to see a lot of great things happening. And those of you that are on the team, uh, man, load it up because you, you don't want to miss out on an opportunity like that. So, Andrew and JJ, thanks for sharing tonight. Uh, and I can't wait to see you guys pin those pins. Uh, thanks, Jason. We're looking forward to the job, man. Appreciate you coming. Thanks, Jason. Right, guys. Well, here's here's where we go from here. Uh, what a great analogy. What a great point. And and what I want to do is I want to give you some things. I posted this today on our Facebook wall. Uh, about are you have you ever wondered why you're not having a success? So I want you to grab your pen and grab your grab your notebook because I'm going to give you something now that uh, I, I believe is going to really help you. And I want to I want you to grab this and this is this may be this is some it might be deep for you. And those of you that are leadership, you know, you're in leadership, you're going to be able to understand this. I, I mean, I think everybody's going to be able to understand this. But I want to break down some things to you because I think. Many of you are getting frustrated, or we all get frustrated in our business. It's just that's a part of it. And we get frustrated in life when things don't go the way we think they should. We come to the table with expectations, and when those expectations aren't met, we react. So let me ask you this question. Here we go. So get your pen and paper ready. Turn the TV off. Dancing with the Stars or Bachelor or whatever's on right now, turn it off. Because what I'm about to tell you is going to really hopefully bring some clarity to and and I want to help you see people differently. Uh, I want you to help, I want to help you see people differently. Okay, so why don't people succeed? I think we have to uh, we have to understand and establish the fact that all of us in our lifetime will have about one about three to four climbs, C L I M B S climbs in our lives. Think of it like a mountain. There will be about three or four mountains that we'll have to climb and get to the top of. Okay? So here's what I mean by that. We, we were driving down the road the other day, and John, we were talking and just thinking, you know, saying that why can't people just be successful with AdvoCare? And I think, and here's, and this is what I, what, I, what I decided, what I came up with, is that let's talk about climb number one. It's basically when you're 12 to 18 years old. Maybe it's sports. You're coming out of puberty into your teenage years, right into into high school. Maybe it's coping with your very first relationship, or maybe it's grades. You're struggling. I remember my freshman year, my freshman and sophomore year of high school. You've heard me joke around about 1.9 GPA. That's the reason for that is because my first two years of high school, I didn't do the work. I just kind of messed around and played games and didn't take it serious. And when I got to my junior year. I realized I need. I had a lot of work to do if I even wanted to graduate. Forget college. So I had to. I had to bust my rear end. So I had to climb out. I had to get on top of that. Get at that mountain that I'd created and climb out. It could be graduating. You know, these are and a climb is defined by anything that requires 
a focused amount of effort, a focused intentional amount of effort on your part. Certain things in life you go through, and it doesn't really require anything. It doesn't require anything to get up and take a shower in the morning and put your clothes on. It's just kind of what you do. It doesn't require anything to eat food. It doesn't require anything to drive to and from work. Even though you don't want to, you just do it. It doesn't require any climbing. But when you're at an age, say if you climb number two is when you're 18 to 24. During this period, you're going through relationships. You're choosing colleges. You're picking your major. Maybe you are... Uh, you're dealing with relationships uh, in your own life. You know, you're you're dating, or maybe you're dealing with the consequences of poor decisions. Like you made some poor decisions when you were in college, and now you're dealing with it. Maybe you, you're dealing with a, a change of a major, or maybe you made some bad bad decisions, like a DUI or something crazy, and now you're dealing with it, and you're having to really climb. You're really having to have some focused, intentional effort to get out of this or to get beyond this, and it's requiring you to focus and to go hard. Well, the third climb is really the the whole the major portion of your life when you're maybe 25 to 55. And I believe that third climb is from that point to your 55 is when you begin the family or the career advancement. You finally picked a career or whatever you came out of college, you your your career required you to move up that ladder. And by doing that, um, you're, it's, it's required some focused effort. Maybe there were periods you're up for a promotion and you really had to buckle down and get after it. Maybe it was just kids and you really had to focus. Maybe it, it was a, some trauma, uh, some career, some trauma in your life. Maybe it was the loss of a parent. Think about it when you're 50, you know, 45, 50. Maybe your parents are getting up in age. It was the loss of a parent. It could be, God forbid, a divorce or even worse, maybe a loss of a child or, or some sickness or personal things that you're dealing with that require you to put in some focused, intentional effort if you're going to get out of it. And so you have to understand that during these three times of our lives, let's just say that there's three moments that require some focused effort. Well, the average person will only persist when they're pushed. Did you catch that? The average person will only persist when they're pushed. Their life surges are more of a response or reaction to what's happened rather than a decision to change or alter their destiny. Most people, when you think about the things I just laid out, the majority of them are things that happen to them, therefore they react. You go, your parents divorce when you're 18, you react. You get married at 25 years old, you react. You, you're going in for a promotion. You know, they, they tell you uh, you're demoted at your job. You react. How do you come out of that? So maybe you, you decide to go for a promotion. You went after it. But the most stuff is that you're, you've been pushed. And most of us will only persist through things when we've been pushed, pushed to the limit, pushed to the, to the breaking point. When I look at my, uh, you know, look at people's lives all, you know, you can kind of read through Facebook and see the lives that people have. And most people are pushing through circumstances and pushing through life because life is pushing them harder. Now, I want to say this. Most decisions in life are made because of one of these four, uh, four situations. Are you ready? Write these down. Think about this. Most decisions, I won't say all, but I will say most decisions you've ever made in your life, you made them out of one of these mindsets or one of these, I can't think of a great word for this, but characteristics or situations, here it is. 
Number one, unmet expectations. Number two, a life-altering event. Number three, you're driven by change. Or number four, an opportunity for improvement. Okay, so everything in your life can be, can, every decision, major to major decision, I'm not talking about, you know, what to wear. I'm talking about maybe the decision to take this job and move to another state. That decision was made because of one of those four things. There was expectations that were unmet at your current job. Maybe there was a life-altering event that maybe it was a parent that got sick and you need to move closer so that job opened up and you, you moved based on that. Maybe you're just driven by change. You, you're not somebody who likes to stay still, and you're driven by that. You like things to change on a regular basis, regular meaning every five years you like something different. Or maybe you, you recognize that new job as an opportunity for improvement, to better your family, to better your situation. Okay, so example, is that making sense? So think about the major decisions you've made in your life. That, and they can fall in line with one of those four characteristics. Unmet expectations, a life-altering event happened, you're just, you're just driven by change, or you see it as an opportunity for improvement. So then let's bring in AdvoCare. Now that we've established why people make decisions, I would, I would, I would uh, charge you to say that, that AdvoCare is a major decision. Let me back up. Let me, let me take it one step further. AdvoCare is a business. The intentional business or the climb of AdvoCare is a major decision. And most people are making the decision to join AdvoCare as a business getting to advisor and deciding to make money simply because of one of, the, one of those four things. In their current situation in life, their expectations were unmet. They're not satisfied with their job. Maybe it was a life-altering event. Maybe they recognized that they all of a sudden lost their plan, their plan A, decided that they no longer needed them. That's a life-altering event. And they decided, I've got to have a plan B. Or maybe they saw the writing on the wall. Maybe they're driven by change. Maybe they just like change of pace. Maybe they're just sick and tired of plan A, and they're, and they're driven. Maybe you were driven to change it. Or maybe you saw Advocare as an opportunity to improve life. Well, that's the decisions that we're making. So I would say to you that when you look at the people that you're working with and the people that you're talking to, they're going, they're in, they're somewhere down the road or somewhere in the moment. There is a climb that's just happened or, there, or, or one that they're about to or they're in a mid-climb. I mean, they're halfway up the mountain or halfway back down the mountain, but they're mid-climb. And so you have to understand is all of a sudden AdvoCare comes in and, and it, they just see it as, it's a, it's a stressful moment. It's another mountain that they're going to have to go up and it just may not, they may not work. They, they go, I don't know if I can handle this. I don't know if I can do this. But they have to, they made the decision. And what you have to do is understand that the first, the, the first two characteristics, unmet expectations and a life-altering event, those are going to require some patience on your part. When someone's expectations about life, maybe it was in a, uh, in their marriage or, you know, their expectations weren't met, so they just kind of went to advocate to be something that's going to get their mind off of it. You know, that's not necessarily a mindset that's going to help them create, you know, and go out and tear this up. Maybe they will, but ultimately they're going to have to deal with it. Or a life-altering event. 
you know, something happened and, you know, all of a sudden they lost everything and they chose Advocare. And they're, either of those two things can kind of bring brought down to an emotional state of mind. But the last two, someone who's driven by change, they're fired up by it. They love the change. They're like, man, this, this gets me going. Or they love, they see the opportunity to improve life for their family. Those are the ones that's going to run now. Those are the ones that's going to take off. So let me give you this. So what does that mean for you right now? How do you do, what does that mean for you and your advocate business? So I want to give you the two main characteristics of a successful organization, whether it be Advocare, whether it be your plan A, corporate America, whether it be a major sports franchise, a church, it doesn't matter. These can apply in all of them. These are two main characteristics that I came up with, I thought of today, well, not just today, but wrote them down today, that are, are going to help. And I want you to write these down, and I want you to measure your current bit, your organization. You may say, Jason, I'm, I'm, I'm a new advisor. I don't have an organization. Great. Then what that means is that you can begin fresh doing these things, these, having these two things as a part of your business. If you've been in five years and you look at these two characteristics and you don't meet either one of them, that's still great because you can go back and fix it. And I want to start by saying this. I was listening today, driving around, coming back from my, coming back from the work, my, my, uh, my, the gym, and I was listening to local radio show, local sports talk here, just kind of had it on, and they were complaining about the Titans. And if you don't know this, some of y'all are from Ohio, you're Browns fans, and you, you witnessed uh, your team came back and beat my Titans uh, this past Sunday in what was the largest come-from-behind regular uh, regulation game in NFL history, 25-point deficit. And they, you know what, it was my, my Titans that did it. So they were talking about all of a sudden that opened up a door of what's happening in, in the, at the, at, with the Titans as a, as a whole. They began to really realize that as a whole, the Titans organization is, is flawed to the point where they're saying it's a, it's a genetic flaw. Well, there is a mentality that runs from the CEO, the president of football operations, all the way down to the ushers at the stadium, to the players, to the concession workers. There is a mentality that's taken place that's infiltrated everything that's, that's consistent with the Tennessee Titans, and it's created a culture of losing and a culture of, of whining, and then all of a sudden there's, there's never any towels in the bathroom. There's never they run out of hot dogs at the game, and the guy was like saying, "What happened? Did you not? How did you not know? Did you just not realize there was a game today? How do you run out of hot dogs at a football game? How do you not have toilet paper when seventy thousand people are going to be here today?" And they were just man, call after call after call were just calling in, just pounding on the Titans organization. And what that did, it 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 confirmed for me what I see in businesses and what I see in my own personal life, my own personal business. Or it can be in the family model, what it can be in your advocate business, and it can be an advocate as a whole, is that these two main characteristics have to be addressed and established no matter where you're at. And that, that loss Sunday to the Browns was not a was not just an indictment against the football team, because that should never happen. You shouldn't give up twenty five point lead with two quarters to go, not in NFL. That should be insurmountable. But it showed that there is a losing there's a losing has become a way of life for the Titans. And I believe that in many of your organizations, I could say the same thing Saturday with my Tennessee Vols. We play fall, we've lost for 10 straight years, and it doesn't matter how good we are, how bad they are. 
we're, we're up nine to nothing with a quarter to go, and they, they hadn't been able to get the ball across the 50. And something kicks in where there is this mentality of losing because we've just been losing to this team for so long that somewhere around the, along the line we lose, we give up, we quit. And I didn't, not that this team these, – these guys were in third grade the last time we won in this matchup. And not to harp on the sports, but both the, the situation is the same, where that the first characteristic of a successful organization is a culture of excellence, a, a culture of excellence. That means that in everything you do, from the top to the bottom, from the left to the right, everything is done with absolute 100% excellence. Not perfection, but excellence. Where you are absolutely giving your very best. That nothing less than your very best is going to make it. Nothing less than your very best is going to is going to make it. You're going to have to give everything you got. A culture of excellence is often recognized by those on the outside. People can see it. If you look at the Patriots, they're having an NFL, and I'm sorry for those of you who's not in the sports, but two weeks ago the Patriots got blown out by Kansas City. Tom Brady looked like he was 58 years old, not 38 years old. And what did they do Sunday night? They come out and they blow out, uh, I think it was the, they blow out the Bengals, like by 30 points or something like 42 to 17. Why? Because those that team, you look up in Seattle, they have created a culture of winning. And it's recognized that when opponents play them, they, they're in their mind thinking, okay, at some point this team's going to win. At some point they're going to come back on us and we've got to be on our heels. People on the outside recognize the excellence of which you operate. To, to, to a successful organization building a culture of excellence, the little things aren't little. Everything is the same size. If you're at the Titan Stadium, the person that puts the paper towels in the paper towel rack is just as important as the general manager that drafts players. That is what a culture of excellence looks like. They're given name badges. They're, they're given new uniforms. When I, was on, when I was working at the Gaylord, they had a star, what was called a star, star program. And they believed if they took care of their employees, their employees would take care of the hotel. And Gaylord... They didn't have the whole the, the mantra of the customer's always right. They didn't do that at all. It was the other way around. They treated the employees with such incredible success, uh, respect and dignity and gave them such great benefits that people wanted to work there. They were looking forward to going to work. People were smiling. People were happy. And they created a culture of excellence. A culture of excellence also, in a culture of excellence, relationships trump results. Think about your business. Are you looking for results or are you building relationships? If you went out this surge, this first half of the surge, and you were trying to get results, then you went about it all, all wrong. Your goal should be to go out, and the only way you're going to surge is to build and cultivate relationships. Because I promise you, it's the last six, seven days of the surge is when all those relationships are going to come to the front. Okay, next thing, next characteristic. So characteristic number one of a successful organization is a culture of excellence. Number two is a successful organization, they cultivate expectations. They cultivate expectations. Vision is key, personal and team. You've got to create expectations within your organization, within your team, where you're going. That's a part of your personal story, where you're going. You've got to say to people where you're going. You've got to know where you're going, and you've got to be able to speak it with such confidence as if you've already been there and seen it, and now you're just on your way back. You have to do that without your whole organization. Your whole team has got to feel that, got to sense that, got to know that. 
with in an environment where expectations are cultivated and are grown, winning is not sabotaged. I think a lot of you sabotage your success. I know I'm guilty of it in my personal life. As the moment you get ahead, you just start thinking, nothing this good's ever happened for me. And you'll sabotage it. You'll get lazy. You'll quit. We'll, we'll just we'll be rude or we'll, we'll do things. I, we're all guilty of it. When you cultivate the right expectations, you don't sabotage when you win. You anticipate winning. And when you cultivate expectations, you dream big and you dig deep. Dream big. You have huge dreams. You, you know where you want to go. They're massive. You, they're massive. Write them down in a huge journal. Write down all the things you want to accomplish. And you dig deep. Because in, in order to accomplish those things, you've got to dig. You've got to dig and you've got to dig and you've got to dig. So as I said, two main characteristics of a successful organization. A culture of excellence. And you got to cultivate expectations with your team. Finish strong this last, this next pay period. Pick up where you left off. Maybe you didn't do it right. Maybe you started strong and then you faltered and you just said, well, forget it, I'm going to quit. Well, that's the problem. You quit. You're sabotaging your, your success by quitting. Understand your building. Understand what you're doing right now is building towards 2015. The work you're doing now is going to be paid off in January. Advonation, the first quarter is always the biggest. Understand this too. People know the logo and people know the product, but people don't know the message. You are the message of AdvoCare. Your voice is the message. Your voice is the message. You're what people are going to hear. You're what they're, what they're waiting to hear from. So, as I said, create a culture of excellence and cultivate expectations. All of that is, is found in giving your absolute best. So the last six minutes of this call, I want to leave you with a clip that I've played one other time before, but I think it's absolutely paramount for this season. And I want you to listen, and then when we're done, we're going to hang up the call. All right, let's go. Show me something. Ten times. Move it, move it. Let's go. Let's go, Matt. Let's go. Go, Jonathan. Show me something. Ten yards. Show me some power. No knees. Get your knees off the ground. Show me something. There you go. Ten yards. So, Coach, how strong is Westview this year? A lot stronger than we are. You already written Friday night down as a loss, bro? Well, not if I know we could beat them. Come here, Brock. You too, Jeremy. What, am I in trouble now? Not yet. I want to see you do the death crawl again, except I want to see your absolute best. <laughs> what, you want me to go to the 30? I think you can go to the 50. <laughs> I can go to the 50 if nobody's on my back. I think you can do it with Jeremy on your back. But even if you can, I want you to promise me you're going to do your best. All right. Your best. Okay. You gonna give me your best? I'm gonna give you my best. All right, one more thing. I want you to do it blindfolded. Why? Because I don't want you giving up at a certain point when you can go further. Get down, Jeremy. Get on his back. I get a good tight hold, Jeremy. All right, let's go, Brock. 
Keep your knees off the ground, just your hands and feet. There you go. A little bit left, a little bit left. There you go. It's going to be good effort. That way, Brock. You keep coming. There you go. Good start. A little bit left. A little bit left. There you go, Brock. Good strength. That's it, Brock. That's it. My other 20 yet? Forget the 20. You give me your best. You keep going. That's it. No, don't stop, Brock. You got more in you than that. Hey, done. Just rest in a second. You gotta keep moving. Let's keep moving. Let's go. Don't quit till you got nothing left. There you go. Keep moving. Keep moving. Keep moving, Brock. That's it. You keep driving. Keep your knees off the ground. Keep driving it. Your very best. Your very best. Your very best. Keep moving, Brock. That's it. That's it. That's it. Keep going. Don't quit on me. Keep going. Keep driving it. Keep driving. Keep your knees off the ground. That's it. Your very best. Don't quit on me. Your very best. Keep driving. Keep driving. There you go. There you go. That's it. You keep driving. Keep your knees off the ground. Keep driving it. Don't quit till you got nothing left. Keep moving, Brock. That's it. That's it. That's it. Keep going. I want everything you got. Come on. Keep going. It hurts. Don't quit on me. Your very best. Keep driving. Keep driving. There you go. There you go. He's heavy. I know he's heavy. Then you negotiate with your body to find more strength, but don't you give up on me, Brock. You keep going, you hear me? You keep going, you're doing good, you keep going. Do not quit on me. You keep going. It hurts. I know it hurts, you keep going. You keep going. It's all hard from here. 30 more steps. You keep going, Brock. Come on! Keep going! It burns! And let it burn! It's all hard! You keep going, Brock! Come on! Come on! Keep going! You promised me your best! You're back! Don't stop! Keep going! Too hard! It's not too hard! You keep going! Come on, Brock! Give me more! Give me more! Keep going! Twenty more steps! Twenty more! Keep going, Brock! Give me your back! Don't quit! No! Keep going! Keep going! Keep going! Don't quit! Don't quit! Don't quit! Brock Kelly, you don't quit! Keep going! Keep going! Go, Brock Kelly! You don't quit on me! No! You keep going! You keep going! Go, Brock! Ten more steps! Ten more! Ten more! Ten more! Keep going! Don't quit! Give me your heart! You can! You can! Five more! Five more! Come on, Brock! Come on! Don't quit! Don't quit! Come on, Brock! Two more! One more! Oh. I gotta do this, you know, heavy more. Look up, Brock. You're in the end zone. Brock, you are the most influential player on this team. If you walk around defeated, so will they. Don't tell me you can't give me more than what I've been seeing. You just carried a 140-pound man across this whole field in your arms. Brock, I need you. God's gifted you with the ability of leadership. Don't waste it. Huh? Can I count on you? Yes. Huh? 
What is it, Jeremy? All I want to take is powerful message so i'm asking you now this is this is your moment don't quit begin to create that culture find understand where people are at and create that culture of excellence and cultivate the expectations and the next this pay period give it everything you've got unlike the coach you're not giving it to me give it to yourself your team needs it your family needs it Give you give yourself your very best. Leave it all on the field. Go further than you thought you could go. And I promise you, I promise you, you will do and accomplish more things than you ever set out to accomplish. And you're going to look up at the end of the day, and you're going to find yourself in your end zone. I promise you that. So with that, thanks to JJ and, and Andrew for their time tonight. Congratulations to all of you. I look forward to seeing your success in the next two weeks. Have a great night. I'm a real life champion. I'm a real champion.